Courtney. Hi, Sasha. Why do ghosts make such good librarians? I don't know. Why? Because they move so quietly. They also love books. Oh. Shh. It's spoo power. To the scariest library. library. It's Spoop Hour. We're a paranormal comedy podcast. This is Courtney. That's Sasha. Hi. We had Dairy Queen. (laughs) (laughs) We had dairy. We did have dairy, which means Sasha's gonna fart me out of this house. I already started. Oh my god. They're so small. I I don't think no, I I think no, I've heard Sasha fart actually it's once. Like all day today. Oh my, my god. My stomach has just been like just you can stay, but I'm leaving. <laughs> okay. As um, always, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Spoop Hour. We also accept submissions of listener stories. So if you've seen a ghost, if you've been sulfured out by a ghost, if you've housed Dairy Queen and then seen ghosts, <laughs> toilet emails, ghosts. toilet ghosts, maybe it's Hanako. We just maybe don't it's know. Me. It's, maybe it's probably you. <laughs> Email spoophour at gmail.com. And do we want to make our announcement? It's not. Yeah. 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 You want to? We have yeah. a store. Yeah! Pause for effect <laughs> on a non-visual <laughs> medium, that's not why. <laughs> right now it is very small, and it's literally just one design. It's our logo, and you can get it as a sticker or as a shirt, but we're going to be working in the coming months, weeks, whatever, whenever I have time, we're going to put some more designs up. So hit us up with what you want to see on a shirt. Maybe you want to see a big bowl of nope with a Spoop Hour logo on there because that's something I say. Or maybe mm-hmm. you want to see thanks, I hate it with Spoop Hour because that's Sasha. That's what I say. That's what she says. We just don't know. So, so tell us. Yeah, if there's something that we always say and for some reason we always say but it doesn't occur to us that like, oh, that's something that you actually like. Yeah. You know, tell let us. us know. Maybe you um, like us saying podcasts aren't a visual medium. Ah. I would totally wear that on a shirt because (laughs) this week I had my students and this is if you've been a listener since last year you know that I have my senior students record podcasts in class yes and I had my students record podcasts and I was like you know like you guys don't even have to like dress up you don't have to like look good for this because podcasts are not a visual medium medium. and they were like oh yeah and I'm like yeah if I make you guys do a video then yes I'll expect costumes and stuff but for the podcast like show up and whatever and thank god podcasts aren't a visual medium because today I have the hair of a swamp monster I made the poor choice of taking the trash out this morning when it's like I don't know eight million percent humidity and my hair gets really big and it got really big and is pointing in about 30 directions Mm -hmm. so yeah we're just we're rolling with it. That's, that's why I grew up my bangs. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't. I can't. I have yeah. a giant forehead. Like, mm-hmm. genuinely, like, cryptid. So I'm showing Sasha the extent of my giant forehead it's, now. It's a forehead. It is a five head. 
let's be real. Okay. My face is so small. Anyway. It's a, it's a cute face. Oh, thank you. It makes all the boy faces go wha. But yeah, stay tuned for more merch. We're also working on Facebook um, group. Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. Because now we're close to 5,000. Yeah, we're, we're inching there. We're, we're all, inching there. We're at about 4,900 now. So let us know. And also, like, if you want merch other than shirts and stickers. Yeah. Like, let us know if there's something else yeah. that you would like to see Spoof Hour on or like a funny oh, thing that we say on. That's the other thing. Obviously, you can buy merch. We love money. We buy snacks with it. But if you don't want to, we are going to be getting a batch of stickers and magnets at some point. We're waiting on designs for one of those things. I won't tell you which. But once we get those, we'll probably do some giveaways. You'll have the option. Maybe we'll get a Patreon around that time, Mm -hmm. and then it'll be a reward tier. We just don't know. And for people we've collaborated with, don't worry, we got you. Girl, I've been wanting to give y'all something forever because I love you. You've already been given my heart. Uh, I'm actually working on collaborating with another podcast and I feel bad because I'm so excited to do it but I kind of stole it from Sasha but it's because Sasha's very busy yeah I was gonna say don't feel bad because um 33% pulp I'm coming for you eventually (laughs) whereas I'm like what be on you guys again yeah I mean I guess I could let me just check it oh my god I could turn it all my schedule's so open yeah totally like I'm really like yeah I love it I'm so excited I, I, I responded like 18 exclamation points yeah and then like literally when I gave Sasha the news I'm like I know you have dibs but if you don't want to I'll totally do it I don't care no pressure <laughs> when when I told you yesterday that yeah I'm booked up till um November 11th <laughs> and then I realized no it would be plus seven because <laughs> November 11th I'm doing stuff so oh, it's the weekend after November 11th so November 18th so November 18th she's coming for you 33 percent pulp. If you haven't checked... Basically, when Thanksgiving rolls around, I'll be free again. Yes. And then it'll be the holidays. (laughs) So basically, (laughs) if you haven't checked out members of our Potter and Family, members of our Strange Sounds Network, or the Lady Pod Squad, go ahead and do that. Come to our Twitter for recommendations. We love them. They're incredible. We have a lot of recommendations because we have a lot of faves. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to play favorites, but, you know, we're gonna. I'm just kidding. We're not. We love them all. Just yeah. come come on a Friday sometime. I'll do you a follow Friday. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what are we talking about today? We Other are than talking Dairy about libra- libraries. Libraries. So my thinking was, Sasha, what are you doing this weekend? It's I, Thursday. It is Thursday, yeah. So when you guys are hearing this, Sasha, I will what have did already you do been. this past weekend? What did weekend? I do this past weekend? <laughs> um, I went to the Small Press Expo Yay! in Bethesda, Maryland with... Um, my Brexpo. Sprexpo. <laughs> Small Press Expo. Sprexpo. With our pod friend slash my partner, Pop Culture Bento. Your and Podner. Actually, my Podner. Podner. Podner just makes you sound like you're a British person trying to sound Podner. like a southerner. Oh, howdy, but Podner. Wouldn't you really be my Podner? I guess. we're podcast partners. That's true. Yeah. He's just my partner who has a podcast as well. That's true. Yeah. So I'm going. <laughs> Terminology's <with> hard, y'all. <laughs> Terminology. Terminology is um, a bit tricky. So we're going also with our third mysterious roommate. Yeah. <gasps> who even is she? We just don't know. And then possibly with Sarah, who was on our episode last week. Yes, and, um, our charming laugher. Small Press Expo is an indie comics and arts festival. Um, and so where Pop Culture Bento usually covers like big anime or uh, comic conventions, we I also make... Uh, Jack also cover um, SPS because no, I love I love this like the little the little convention. But then like in two weeks we're also going to Baltimore Comic Con, so <laughs> we're going back to a big. Sasha's convention. very busy, and then also next month we're going to Anime USA again. So Sasha's very, I'm very busy. busy, but I'm full of like lots of book things and book things. And Small Press Expo is a partner with the Library of Congress. They have basically helped them with their comics collection. 
there. And then they also are one of the sponsors of the National Book Festival, <laughs> um, which I went to the other weekend in you DC. Did. And they also do like a really big like comics donation thing to different local libraries around the country. Yay! So Courtney's thinking was, let's do libraries. Yeah, because books and whatever. Also, before I feel I need to clarify, I'm not actually a loser who doesn't do things. We're in the middle of my work busy season, which means most of my free time is spent either working on this podcast or like lying on my couch praying for the sweet release of death. So that's that's where I'm at. So yeah. I'm around. I just overbook myself. Yeah. And I realize our birthday is next month. Actually, it our is. birthday... It's, 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 we're about halfway, we're a month, we're straddling the halfway point between between our birthdays. birthdays, It's a month until, well, by the time you guys are listening to it, it's a little bit. Today on the 13th, we are a month away from both of our birthdays. It's almost our birthday. Yeah. So, which means we need to go do our haunted hotel thing. We do. We'll figure it out. Sorry. (laughs) Sasha's very busy. (laughs) I'm very busy, but yeah, I was also like, when, you know, how are we going to celebrate our birthday? I know. I think I'm just going to end up like... One, you and I should I just take each to, other to dinner. <laughs> I like it. I want to go to Bouge Gardens, and that's probably going to be like me and my partner celebrating my birthday. Yeah. But then I might just do like a brunch, but it'll probably be the a weekend brunch. you're in Disney World because that's the weekend before my birthday, yeah. and the weekend after my birthday, we're at a friend's wedding. Uh, What's overbooking yourself? We right. don't know. And actually, the weekend of my birthday, we're at a friend's wedding. And the yeah. weekend after that is Anime USA, but Jack promised he would take me to the zoo. Oh, or the zoo. That's probably the weekend that we're going to do Bush Gardens. Yeah, see. Exactly. Yeah, it just... These you things happen. We can't always celebrate our birthdays together. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, we're still spooky? dedicated to you. Yeah. Did anything spooky happen to you this week? Nothing spooky explicitly happened to me, mm-hmm. but I think I was the spooky thing that happened to someone else today. As we know, I go to the bathroom on the eighth floor of my building, and today, (laughs) when I came into work, I got stuck on the elevator with a woman who smelled like she had bathed in perfume. Regular listeners of the podcast know I have allergies, so that kind of triggered my asthma, so it was a real fun day, and so my take the two flights of stairs up this day resulted in a lot of wheezing and whatever. Usually I don't run into anybody on the eighth floor because it's the eighth floor and I suspect nobody actually works there except for me working in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And so I get there and shock of shocks, there's a dude coming down the hallway facing me and he goes, hey, how's it going? I'm slightly winded from having gone up the stairs and still being a little bit asthmatic and I just go, hey. (laughs) And the voice that came out of me, I'm like, Oh no, and I couldn't, I didn't want to be like, <coughs> hi, I'm a normal human with a human voice, I'm not a How demon. How are you? Hey, how's it going? You work up here? Cool. And so I just like sprinted into the bathroom and was like, oh, that was fun. Great. <laughs> so I was the spooky thing that happened yeah. to that poor man today. A spooky thing that just happened is when we had our Halloween housewarming party, one of our friends was like Gandalf on vacation. Yes. And I just pulled one of his beard hairs out of my sock. <laughs> That's what I was like pulling. While you were talking, I was like pulling. I was pulling one of his <laughs> one of his wig hairs out of my sock. Oh, and this isn't a spooky thing that happened to me. This is just an update from our last episode, which was on conspiracy theories. One, my mom now swears she never heard Baron Stain Bears. She only ever heard Baron Steen Bears and does not recall the conversation we had about it, which makes me think this is the mom from the other universe, which means that the other mom that I had this conversation with originally, what happened to her? We just don't we, know. I'm oh on, like, God. my third mom, I guess. IDK. She's a cool lady. I like your mom. I do, too. Whichever version. Whichever version she is. Mom 3.0. Still great. 
And also, Mike, who sent us the conspiracy theory about bottoms who believe in ghosts, Mm -hmm. let me know that it's such... One, he said, it's not a conspiracy theory, it's research, I'm just ahead of the science. (laughs) And two, they now use a shorthand for bottoms, just the ghost emoji. Oh my god. So it'll be like, ooh, did you see that boy? Ghost emoji. I'm glad that we were able to educate your mother about yes. bottoms and tops. <laughs> My mom looked up what tops and bottoms were. In her words, I thought it was a political thing. I guess I'm learning something every day. My world just expanded. Lol. When I was little, I had a picture book that instead of, you know, books open <gasps> tops like and that. Bottoms? Tops and bottoms. I about had the, that book. About the carrots and the yes, bears. Yes, and he's yeah, like, I, yeah. Okay. It, the illustrations are great. Oh, yeah, it's a great book. This, if you're looking for a lighthearted read. <laughs> yeah. The, the spooky thing that happened to me was today when we got our Blizzard. Yes. Blizzard. They have little, like, like slogans on them. You know, like, the it, it's all, like, you know, fan food, right? Yeah. But the Blizzard that I got, and Courtney got it too, but it was spookier for me, was, <laughs> said, I am a school closing snow day for your mouth. And I was like, ooh, because I'm a teacher. That's so funny. <laughs> And then we got one for our roommate, and it said, I am selfie-worthy. And I was like, that's so spooky, because our she, roommate's very good at selfies. She's great at selfies. So, oh, oh spooky. spooky. So those are our spooky things. Mm-hmm. We do have a listener story. We do. All right, so we have a story from our high school friend, Eddie. So he sent us, hey, yeah, so ghost things. My family was a Navy family, and we moved around a little, mostly okay. because... Between the greater D.C. area and the Hamptons Road area, so nowhere that exciting. No, oh, I was going to say, I was also a Navy family, but we moved around a lot. A lot, yeah. Um, we did, however, tr- have a few interactions with some unexplained stuff. I'll try to keep these as brief as possible, but hoo boy, feel free to select and edit and condense the fuck out of these. You know what? We're not. <laughs> we're going to leave them all in, and we're going to slow it down so it takes, like, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. We're going to just, like, crank the voice down until Sasha has my demon voice from uh. earlier today. Hey, guy on the eighth floor. In two seconds. Okay. Um, But by the way, Eddie is the first person who was like, you guys should have a podcast. He was. So without Eddie, this probably would not be happening. So that's something I could have mentioned at the beginning. Anyway, thank you, Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. (laughs) Zelda, I need you to stop rubbing your face on the phone. She's like, no, it's mine. (laughs) No, it's my phone now. (laughs) All right. So from Eddie. In two separate instances, a doorknob on a closed door turned and the door opened in front of me. Don't care for that. Not like this door was ajar and a slight gust of air from my movement thrust it open. But I watched the knobs turn and the doors drift open. Nope. Once in Annapolis, Maryland, the old apartments across from the Naval Academy, where my parents reported feeling weird presence in the attic spaces that used to be servants' quarters. The other time was on a base in Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk. Norfolk. Where most of the stuff happened, which I'll get into that later. We lived in an old house in Norfolk. This one was off base. It was a small brick building with a creaky attic that had allegedly been repaired and sealed up before we moved in. Our landlord had mentioned something about his mom dying in the house at some point in talking to my parents. Love it. Love when they just sprinkle it in. And yet, they still signed the lease. (laughs) Okay, but take $50 off. (laughs) Maybe $500. Before we had a chance to move... You're more expensive than me, because I'm like, I'm pretty sure ghosts aren't real. 50 bucks. You're like, I know ghosts are real. $500. $500. 500 smackaroos. (laughs) Before we had a chance to move our stuff into the house, my parents said that they could hear a definite thumping noise, thumping sound of someone pacing back and forth across the empty attic. Maybe it was snakes. 
We learned recently that's something that can happen to houses. Yes. Oh, yeah. Go a couple episodes back and listen to me tell the story about the snake house. <laughs> All right. So I never heard this myself, but I remember my parents investigating sounds they heard. But the only thing we found in the attic was a box containing a walker in pieces and an empty VHS tape box. I'm still skeptical on this one. You hope it was a miracle, mm, but probably, probably not. not. Mm, 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 mm. This one, so number three, this one is a doozy. In another house in Norfolk, the same one with the opening door, ah! my family experienced a couple of paranormal events, and looking back, all of them kind of ramp up in severity. No! God damn it, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so number one was the door thing. Two was, <laughs> I had a hamster I kept on top of my dresser. Oh no! And in a cabinet in the dresser, I had a small spoon that was the perfect portion for the hamster's food. Oh, I was like, why do you have a spoon in your dresser, you <laughs> fucking weirdo? <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, one morning I woke up and the spoon was next to my bed, halfway across the room from the dresser. I mentioned this to my mom the next day and she wondered about a clanging sound she heard from my room, but decided it probably wasn't anything to worry about. Wow, uh, his mom sounds very comfortable with her child being murdered. Right? <laughs> One morning, the family woke up to two large frame pictures, 24 by 36 inches, on the kitchen table. These had been from been above my younger brother's bed before, and the door between the bedrooms and the rest of the house was closed, as was his bedroom door. No. At the time when he was that age and size, there's no way he could have stood on his bed and made two trips to the kitchen with the pictures without making a sound, let alone damaging the walls or the pictures. I remember his younger brother. He was in the marching band. Yes, he was. Yeah. He played trombone, I believe. Yes. It was funny because they were like the mirror opposites of each other. They were. Because like his brother was like blonde and he is mm-hmm. not blonde. <laughs> that's how that's how my brother and I are. We don't look a ton alike and personality wise mm-hmm. we're basically opposites. Yeah. Alright and then the last bit. No. It's 2am and the phone rings. Okay this is the worst. Wait isn't that that Hillary Clinton ad? <laughs> I think that was 3am. Oh you're right sorry. Continue. <laughs> There's also a great song by uh, Kiss of the Tantrum. It's 3am I must be lonely. Oh, oh. I'm thinking Metro 20. No, 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 but continue. there's another 3am song by Fits and the Tantrums. Isn't there a Cerebrella song about... Probably. No, it's it's Anna Nalik, 2am and he calls me because uh, I'm still awake. Okay, it's 2 a.m. and the phone rings, which is something that I just absolutely hate. I put my phone on do not disturb if any of you fucks calls me after, yeah. like, 9.30. It was, it was more mad. like when I was, li- like, younger, oh, when yeah, I, I still it. lived in a house with a landline. It's so Ugh. spooky. This is odd, so my mom immediately goes to investigate. Your mom has, like, no self-preservation. No, your mom's like, what's that? Is that a guy with a chainsaw? I'm gonna go take a look. I feel like Eddie's mom and my mom are pretty similar in that, (laughs) except that my mom actually sees ghosts. That's true. Um, Well, apparently Eddie's mom does too. Apparently. And she's not plussed by it. Non-plussed. Non-plussed. Before she reaches the phone, she hears the washing machine having a full-on tantrum leaking water into the dining room and kitchen. No one was on the other line. So it's kind of like that miracle thing that we saw in Believe It or Not, Factor Fiction. Where they get stuck on the train and they come back and they save the lady. Yeah, that one, but then also, like, the one where they get the phone call and the mother's like, oh, meet me at this Oh, yeah. yeah, and the mother's so, dead, And the mother's dead, but this one, it's like, ooh, the ghost called you. And was like, your plumbing is gonna go. Call that, I feel the like plumber. that falls in line with the, the, the bit from Aziz Ansari, who's like, if ghosts oh. in the modern, they'd be like, what's the Wi-Fi? Okay, so the ghost in the house is like... Hey, how do I communicate with them that their washing machine is going crazy? <laughs> Call the plumber, not the exorcist. So yeah, some spooky shit. I would want to be skeptical about some of the stuff, but some of it's too weird to have go through the gym- mental gymnastics of here's how it's possible without getting ghosts involved. Been there. From Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. <laughs> Yikes. 
If you have a story that's a big bowl of yikes, go ahead and email spoophour at gmail.com. It can be minor, like your spoon going flying. It could be major, like your mom being like, hello, ghost, would you like to come into my house? <laughs> Whatever. Whenever I get to school in the morning and there's already students waiting outside, I'll go ahead and unlock the door and they'll like kind of stand out and like not be sure, like, oh, can I come in like right after you or mm-hmm. are you going to close the door? And so I'll open the door and be like, yeah, why don't you come on in? You can come in. And I always feel like that scene in What We Do in the Shadows where he's like, would you like to come in? You know, oh, you guys are welcome here because vampires can't they get can't in without being invited. Explicitly invited. And so sometimes I wonder if maybe I just don't explicitly invite my students into my classroom if any of them will just like never enter. I mean, it's the question of do you want to, would you want to know if a student was a vampire? Or would you want to live in blissful ignorance? And possibly run the risk of having your student eat you. I, I would think that they wouldn't want to eat me. All right, so let okay. Let's talk about libraries. libraries. Do you want to go first? Do I want to go first? Do you want to? You want to alternate? Alternate. I've okay. got like five. If you, you got three. I have so three. You, so I can go first. So you can go and first, and then me, yeah. then you, okay. then you. Real quick side note, because I'm probably gonna cut all of it. All of you just missed a really intense discussion about vampire eating habits. So maybe if we get a Patreon, it'll be a reward tier to that find out. Actually, the yeah, that would be it's good. like it's like that and that really filthy joke I told you that one time. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. that's a rewards tier. Is you just hear our really intense vampire eating discussion? <laughs> it was good. Anyway, tell okay. me about libraries. So I got my research from two places. Wikipedia. Uh, Actually, not today. <gasps> yeah. But give them money anyway. But give them money anyway. All right, so my, my research came from two places. The American Library Magazine, mm-hmm. and then also a website called Bookster. <gasps> I used and that same one! I, I noticed, because you told me which one. <laughs> which which three ones, yeah. was in the order that they were on yeah. Bookster? <laughs> so um, my, mo- most of mine come from American Libraries Magazine, and yeah. the features that I'll be reading from were originally published in the magazine in 1997, but they were republished online from the library magazine in 2015 with some updates. So Ooh. they actually, like, whoever was working on staff then went back and for this feature and, like, wanted, like, went and looked up, like, has anything else happened in the, you know, almost, ooh, ooh, at that point it was, like, almost 20 years since, like, oh, the original publication, right? We're so old and dusty as Yeah, because it's been 21 years since... This article was really fabulous. Cool. Old crones. Dusty old crones. So the first library is the Sweetwater County Library in Green River, Wyoming. Shouldn't it be Sweet River, Wyoming? Like, let's just get our branding consistent, Yeah, Sweetwater, Green River. That's confusing. From, basically from the day it opened in 1980s, lights went off and on for no reasons, and flapping sounds reverberated through the building at night. <laughs> Do so the I'm books already thinking, fly? I'm already thinking, like, you guys have bad electrical and also bats. Whereas I, I the non-believer of us, I'm like, <gasps> maybe the books come to life and flap like birds. <laughs> so the former library director, Pat, uh, Patricia Lefebvre, Fravor. Let me see. Frav. Le Frav. Said that her. Don't you mock my French? I I took a year of French. So, former library director Patricia Lefavre said that her staff had seen dots of lights dancing on the walls inside the closed art gallery room in such a way that ruled out an external light source like car. The car headlights. Spooky. When the library had electric typewriters instead of computers, at least two of the machines were seen to 
type on their own. Oh, fuck. Because, right? like, computers, that could just be a weird virus, but you don't get those on typewriters. Like, no, you do not. There was no paper loaded at the time, so if these were messages, they were lost. Ah, oh, the ghost is like, please send help. So then the staff decided to experiment by leaving paper in the typewriters overnight, but then no phantom typewriting occurred. I didn't want this. This is not what I wanted. The most bizarre event occurred years ago when the interlibrary loan librarian turned away briefly from her computer. It was a dedicated geek terminal but basically like you know dedicated terminal in the library this is pre you know like geek sounds like it's irish geek terminal it's the geek terminal so so it's just you know like one of the basic terminals just for doing one thing oh gotcha gotcha yeah but before we had like actual computers like it was just like this is the one that reads dewey decimals right so when she looked back she saw her name spelled out on the screen (sighs) i don't think the system could have done that itself the library director explained it had no word processing processing capabilities, no. and at that time we didn't have email. Her name appeared in quite large letters with nothing else on the screen. Ugh. I know, I hate it. So, some background. The library was built on top of a cemetery dating from the ancient, 1860s. Ancient Native American burial ground, you motherfuckers? Well, 1860s, maybe the Civil War. Oh, okay. Although this is in Wyoming, so maybe not. So maybe equal parts both. Equal parts both. <laughs> Most... Oh, nope. Oh, god damn it. No. <laughs> Don't make keep... that face. Podcasts are okay. a visual medium. <laughs> All right. The library was built on top of a cemetery dating from the 1860s. Most of the graves, primarily those of Asian railroad workers, what? were moved in the 1920s, but a coffin turned up in 1985. <sighs> Paranormal activity most often takes place when maintenance crews are working on the building or on the grounds. So, like, when they had to do something to the building, it would cause disturbance, and yeah, there we go. That's so racist in a way that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Yeah, because I think our first guesses would be, like, Civil War, 1860s, or or Native Americans. Or Burial Ground, 1860s, Manifest Destiny. Yeah. You know, settlers who died, but no, it was Asian railroad workers. Great! Because they're thinking about connecting the East Coast and the West Coast. Yep. How better to do it than with some people that you don't treat like people? Woo! Woo! So, we've developed an interest in the haunting and keep notes on the ghost log when anything happens, Lefavre said. What's interesting is that when we finally accepted the ghost's existence, it seemed to quiet down. Like, it just wanted to be recognized. I just wanted some attention. I get it. So, Lindsay Travis, the public relations specialist for the Sweetwater County Library System, says the ghosts are still active. Mm -hmm. In 2006, they began hosting ghost walks at the library where they would take patrons on tours and let them use the ghost hunting equipment such as ghost boxes, dousing rods, and K2 meters. The library is also now working on a book, this is as of 2015, mm-hmm. spearheaded by reference librarian Mickey Gilmore, chronicling Sweetwater County's library's history of ghosts. Oh. So, yeah, that's so good. that's like where the people who are involved are like, okay, we've accepted this, this is our life now. And the ghost is like, thank you, thank was you. that so fucking hard? <laughs> So that's actually kind of a happy ghost story. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's a bummer about the... The, the ghost. The ghost. But, 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 like, that they all get along. Yeah, that's nice. Like, yeah. That's nice. Speaking of not really happy ghost stories, I am going to shout out to bookster.com and also to oedb.org. Mm. And I saw them, too. To yeah. comermareabbey.co.uk. And while I was taking these notes, I kept trying to call this man Camembert. So if I say Camembert, I'm very sorry. It's so similar, but also different. 
but you really just want some cheese. I always want cheese, Sasha. That's why you're a ravioli. I don't know how to ravioli. make this clear. I am a ravioli. I'm a cheese-stuffed ravioli, or mm. I'm bow with cheese in it inexplicably. Anyway, I want to talk to you about the library at Combermere Abbey in Cheshire, England. I deliberately did not read about this one because I knew it was the one that you were doing, even though I was really, really curious. I know. Well, <laughs> put on your curiosity hat because yes. it's about to get spooky in this bitch. In October-ish of 1891, the second Lord Combermere of the prominent Combermere family and a soldier-slash-conservative politician was hit by a horse-drawn carriage. But he survived for a whopping seven weeks, and then he ultimately succumbed to coronary thrombosis at his London home in December of the same year. I'm just thinking about what it would be like to be hit with a horse-drawn carriage. Because being hit by a car is one thing, but yeah. being hit by a horse-drawn carriage, you get hit by the horse first, or did the carriage swing out and hit you? Unclear. Yeah, how, Honestly, how does that happen? Also, let's be real. Horse-drawn carriages do not move that fast. Yeah, what were you doing that you got in the way? Because <laughs> I'm just thinking about the the trolley with um, yeah, sh- short, short Jack. Jack. But he right? was drunk and passed out. He was out. drunk and passed out, and there was no horse in front of it. Lord Camembert, what were you doing? But then... Also, thrombosis just makes me think of flying. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wore, when I flew to Australia, I wore pressure the pressure socks. And it helped keep my ankles from puffing up, but also when I took them off, I had like a really deep line mm, from where the sock ended. It. And it was a bummer. Anyway, that's when the fun started up proper was after Lord Combermere. See? Fuck. Mm. Combermere's death. In town for Lord Combermere's funeral, Sybil Cornett, who was sister-in-law of the deceased and sister of his late wife, she decided to set up her long exposure camera and take a photo of the library at the Abbey. She figured it was a good time to do it because everybody was going to be out attending the funeral, and this right. was a time where the only kind of cameras were long exposure. And so the best way to take a picture is when nobody's going to be around so that nobody fucks with your photo. Right. So she sets up the camera and she's like, great, no blurry figures, this is going to be fabulous. But then Sybil developed her photos. Uh, And she was surprised to see what looked like the upper half of some guy sitting in a chair in the library. Would you like to see that guy? No, but also yes. Who's that motherfucker? Oh. And where are his legs? I don't know. Servants and Lord Comermare's kids agreed that it looked like the late Lord, especially because the chair in question was his very favorite chair. And even the fact that it was only his torso showing in the photo hinted that it was the Lord making an otherworldly appearance because, remember, he got hit by a horse and carriage, and the resulting injuries to his legs are what killed him. So maybe Ghost Combermare ditched his hurting legs to better float around yeah, in the afterlife. Right? I wouldn't just, blame him. Yeah, he's get just rid like, of the fuck thing. this. Again, he'd be so quiet in a library. Uh, he doesn't even have feet. Right? So quiet. So quiet. Skeptics have stated that the ghostly figure is probably just a servant who skipped out on the funeral and then had a sit and then was like, oh shit, my photo's being taken. Gotta <laughs> Earliest security camera. <laughs> yeah, he was like, ah, oh, fuck. fuck. But we don't actually know. And wouldn't they also be able to recognize their servant, kind of? I mean, you'd think, but you don't get a clear face on that. Yeah, he's like shapely. I mean, I guess. 
I don't know. You look vaguely like a shape of a person I recognize. <laughs> don't I know your shape from somewhere, mister? <laughs> also, and this is just the spooky aside that I like because it ties back into a previous episode of mm-hmm. ours. The first Lord Combermere, because remember, the one who just died is the second Lord Combermere, he was involved in a spooky incident himself. So you remember when we did our Bermuda Triangle episode? Yes. You talked about how in Barbados there were some spooky coffins that kind of moved around. Yeah. And you remember how they opened up a sealed vault to try and explain yeah. how they moved around? Lord Comermere the first is the one who ordered the vault be opened. Ooh. Because he was the governor of Barbados at the time. Ooh. Yep. And that's that library. Just a little short one. Cool. Yeah. Ooh. But I was just like, oh, how interesting. Oh. So spookiness runs in that family. Right? Truly. Mm. Yeah. My next library is the New Hanover County Public Library in Wilmington, North Carolina. So this is a ghost of a patron who frequented the library doing Civil War research. Okay. Okay. The when? It. Sometime in the 1900s. Yeah. Let, yeah. Former local history librarian Beverly uh, Tetterton insisted that some mornings she had found files spread out on a reading room table when it, she is certain that she had put everything away the night before, right? Like, my mom is a library, my, my mom works at a, at a library, and, like, they make sure everything's put away and shelved before yeah, you leave. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you don't just, like, leave it for the next day. Yeah. Especially they have, like, cleaning staff coming at the, you know, at night. Yeah, so you don't want anybody to trip to, over yeah, anything. Yeah, trip over or... anything. You don't want, the, like, anything to get thrown out by accident. Or, so. like, put in the wrong place. Right. So, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So... So sometimes people would also report the sounds of page turning or subtle rustling noises that a librarian would recognize as the sounds of someone doing research. Dun, dun, dun. Um, she would often find one book, The Papers of Zebulon Baird Vance. <laughs> That's not his real name. That sounds fake, but that okay. That <laughs> sounds fake, but okay. Um, left out on the table. Tedderton said that once a 10-year-old boy came into the room to investigate the ghost. I gave him the book to look at, and later he walked up and said... Do you think this has anything to do with it? Inside the book was an envelope addressed to the person that I thought might be the ghost. I have been through that book hundreds of times and never saw that envelope. I could feel my hair standing straight up. Damn it, children are spooky. They're spooky little shits and they love people named Zebulon. I feel, I feel like like whoever is doing the research, the ghost used them as like a as a conduit. conduit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And I will say, I have consent from both my best friend, the mother of my niece, and my other friend who is having a baby with his wife in December. I have their permission to ask their kids about their past lives, so... Mm. I don't know when I'm ever going to have a child, but I'll give you permission ahead of time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, my only rule with my niece is I have to do it when my best friend isn't around because she does not want to Mm -hmm. know. Because this is the best friend (laughs) who sent us the recording of the... Yeah, but... Yeah. Oh, quiet. That's yeah. yeah. So she's 100% on ghosts. Yeah. And 100% on not wanting to know about her daughter's <laughs> connection to them. <laughs> so the library associate at the new Hanover County Public Library, yeah. Joseph Shepard, said that paranormal activities, explained or unexplained, have continued to happen. Did they open the letter? No, it doesn't, didn't say that they <gasps> did or not. Yeah, right? I guess they were like, here you go, sir. Mm. Enjoy your letter. So apparently most of the same odd noises will happen here in the special collections area or oh. movement from objects from place to place, a cold tap on the shoulder, and the occasional visitor claiming to see a bearded, heavy-set man in late 19th century garb appear and vanish before their eyes. <laughs> 
Shepard also said that many of these unexplained activities fall into the realm of the explained, such as echoes from other parts of the library building being from, like, a prankster staff member. Oh, so So, somebody's like, I'll make y'all believe in ghosts. Yeah, like, there's sometimes that I'll be walking somewhere else in the school building, and Mm -hmm. then I'll hear something pretty loud, like, significantly loud, and it's coming from, like, a corner of my classroom, but the way that the sound is bouncing off, it's, yeah, it sounds like it's coming from somewhere else. Gotcha. So it's, yeah, could be anything. But sometimes we fail to provide explanation for what some may consider normality beyond the range of scientifically known phenomenon. (laughs) Whether we have real ghosts or not still remains a mystery, Shepard said. The haunted occurrences have, just like with the other library, inspired spooky programs at uh, the uh, the New Hanover County public library. Love it. Including Scare Squad, ah! where teens build props for the new Hanover County Haunted Library and their spooky telling festival for children. Scare Squad so goals. Scare Squad goals. The Scare Squad, the teenagers make things for the little kids to be like That's scared awesome. of. That's awesome. It's kind of like that, I feel like it's like that Parks and Rec episode where they make the city hall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah into, the into the haunted, haunted house. house. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so they do that at their library too. Scare Squad. I think it's cute. That is very it's cute. Th- that's good library programming. Yeah, I good wish, job, I wish my mom's library was haunted so they could do haunted library programming. We can make it haunted. Let's get out the Ouija board and we'll be like, who the fuck's no. here? Oh, that's right, because your mom sees ghosts. Yeah. But also, the, that library is not particularly old. Just because it's you, old doesn't mean, not old doesn't mean nobody's died in it. Right, that's true. Or we, near we, it. we live in Northern Virginia where there were a lot of Civil War battles. That's true. And also Native American murders. And also a lot of new buildings. And a so, lot of new buildings. Eh, yeah. You be the judge. Yeah, we saw, we, we conjured stud. Stud! In, like, a new construction. And actually, when this episode Airbnb. is live, go listen to yesterday's episode of the Believer Skeptic Podcast, because we're on it, and also because we confirmed the identity of that stud is possibly one of the hosts of BSP's Uncle Stu. Uncle Stud. And we were like, did he like to be called stud? And he's like, yep, that's Uncle Stu. <laughs> so, Uncle Stud. Uncle me. Stud, howdy. Howdy. All right, you ready to hear about the Willard Library in I, Evansville, Indiana? I am, because there was so much about that on yes. several different sources, and I was like, damn it. <laughs> yes! So, the Willard Library is the oldest public library in Indiana, which makes sense why it's now haunted AF, because it's fucking old. It was established in 1885, so, you know, just shy of 200 years of picking up dead stuff. And it is... The classic gothic building is home to the library. Gothic. Gothic. So gothic. Mm. It's home to the gray lady. (gasps) But not the gray lady that you talked about who's from Dudley Castle from our Valentine's Day episode. But yet another Another woman named after a color. Yet another one. Anyway, this gray lady was first observed in the 1930s. Nobody really knows anything about her. They don't know how she turned up. They don't know who she is. They don't know what she wants. She just seems to like hanging out in the Willard Library. She also especially likes to set off the security system in the middle of the night, which campus police do not like because then they go and they're like, oh shit, somebody's broken into the library. And she's just like, heh, 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 heh. She also likes to visit with lecturers from nearby universities. So she travels and she's like, hey guys, what's up? Ha <laughs> ha, bye. Good times. Library visitors will often find books, furniture, and other items moving around without explanation. So it's one of those places where you leave the room, the book's in one place, you come back, it's somewhere else. Uh, I don't like that. Oh, it's going to get worse. All over the library, 
You can find cold spots, which imply that the Grey Lady moves around, which we already knew because she visits with lecturers. You also will hear strange whimpers, so that's fun. And you'll smell women's perfume. I hate it. It's gonna get worse! Oh god, how can it get worse? Some people even feel ghostly sensations on their skin, because apparently the Grey Lady is a toucher. Uh, so you're just in a library you're like "Ooh, do i want this agatha christie book or do i just want to read the same trash i always read and then it just you get that like spidery feeling on the back of your neck thanks i hate it it's not a spider i don't like it it's the gray lady (laughs) if you would like to experience the gray lady for yourself or have her give you a little ghostly neck massage there is a webcam set up that got set up in 1999 and basically it just captures a still image Mm -hmm. from all over the library so you can try and spot her and they also host a ghost tour every year in October. Good library programming. Do we have any listeners from Indiana? I don't know. I Actually, can you know what? My friend Megan is in, in, yeah, she's in Indiana. Okay, see how close Megan. she is to Evansville. Megan, how close are you to Evansville? Do you want to go see the great lady and see if she touches you? Go, go tell me about this library. You were an English major. Yes, you like libraries. You like libraries. Go, 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 go. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. Ooh. I, I do like this idea, though, of all these libraries being like, all right, well, you know, let's know, do ghost tours. Let's get some interest in this public library. I, I bet none of them are an angry old lady in a bonnet. Ooh, you're right about that. No bonnet bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Listen anyway. here, you bonnet bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Bee noises. Bee noises. I'm... Hey, boop. <laughs> all right, so my next ghost is from Bernardsville, New Jersey's public library. So... Apparently, they had a ghost so active that they actually issued it a library card. Oh, that's so nice, and now I can check out books. So, Jean Hill, the local history room volunteer, remarked that this ghost, who they, who was apparently named Phyllis Parker, sure, was not actually put on the computer with the rest of the mortals, but her card is always available sh- should she choose to use it. That's so they so have nice. it like just out for her if she needs it, but she's not in the mortal computer database. That's really sweet. So beginning in 1974, employees started seeing an apparition moving through the front rooms of the library building, which had been a tavern during the Revolutionary War. Um, so you can find it on Morristown Road in Bernardsville. Okay. I don't know where Bernardsville is because I don't it's know shit Jersey, about New Jersey. Duh. Except where like Edgewater is. All I know is it. Scotch Plains is where my boyfriend went to high school. Yeah. I have high school photos too. I only know the part of New Jersey that you can like see New York City from. I only know the part of New Jersey where the Jersey Devil lives. Shalevi. I wonder if Phyllis Parker knows them. I hope like, they do hang the out. Ghost, like, do ghosts of cryptids hang out? I don't know. I feel like it could be one of two things. It could be all like, hey, we're all spooky things here. Let's all hang out. Or it could be like, ugh, are you a fucking ghost? So it's like the, the party and what we do in the shadows. Yes. Okay. So. So. To say. So if you're a ghost or a cryptid, write in and tell us. Spook tell us. Gmail. Right? Com. We, we need to know. We have questions. <laughs> so. Oh, that's another thing to put on. Oh, there. yeah, we have we questions. We have questions. We do have questions. So the ghost is said to be that of Phyllis Parker, who had been the innkeeper's daughter. Aww. And she suffered a nervous breakdown when her British spy boyfriend was executed. Well, Damn, don't girl. date spies. Yeah, so Phyllis Parker, that's where they got the name Phyllis Parker. They assumed that it was this ghost of... Yeah. Aww. Well, um, at least she gets to read in her afterlife. Right. And so they actually, the library... <laughs> And his, the, lo- the library and, like, a local history room volunteer named Eileen Johnson mm-hmm. wrote a book called The Library Ghost. <gasps> and it was a little booklet published by the library where they, like, co- covered the whole history of 
Phyllis Parker, the daughter of the innkeeper. Oh. So the last known sighting of Phyllis took place in November 1989 when a three-year-old boy saw a lady in a long white dress in the reading room and said hello to her. Yikes. Damn it, children. Stop saying hi to shit that's not there. But then in 2000, Bernardsville Public Library moved into a new modern building on Anderson Hill Road, leaving the home of their original library ghosts, which now hold hosts a performance academy. Oh. So... Since moving, they haven't had any visits from her, which I think is kind of sad. Like, yeah. she's, pro- she's she like, probably stuck liked in that, that space. Yeah. yeah, she's stuck in that old space. Yeah. Yeah, so she can't go and visit. That's sad. I know, isn't that sad? Do you want to hear a happy story about someone stuck in a place? Sure. Okay, because this one's pretty happy. Okay. This is the story of the Houston Public Library. So Another one that I avoided. <sighs> Thank you, I appreciate into, it. Even though there was so much about it. It's so it. good. So, shout out to texasescapes.com and houstonlibrary.org, mm. in addition to the other sources I cited. <laughs> Julius Frank Kramer lived for his work by living where he worked. I was very proud of that opening line. I love it. (laughs) His first job was with the Star Creamery, where he churned butter, and where I like to think he lived in an apartment attached to the creamery that was also made of butter. Butter! Butter! It's what's for apartments. He also lived in and worked for the Milam Seafood Company, presumably living in a house made of shrimp. Yum. We just don't know. Butter and shrimp? Ooh. Ooh. Lobster and shrimp. (gasps) Lobster and shrimp. Lobster and butter. (laughs) <laughs> shrimp butter shrimp and butter just just give me all the seafood and all the warm melty butter mm, butter. Mm, butter finally he became the custodian slash security guard slash gardener slash janitor slash resident of the julia idison building of houston's carnegie public library Ooh. He lived in the basement apartment of the building. When he wasn't working, Kramer, who was often called Cray, which I really enjoy, but it's C-R-A. I assume they didn't call him Cra, because that seems dumb. Yeah. And I assume it's like Kramer that they just shortened. Yeah. But it's spelled Cra. I wonder if he likes crayfish. He fucking better with his name. Unless he's like, no, my friends. Anyway, he sure loves shrimp and butter. (laughs) He spent a lot of his not working time playing the violin, specifically playing a lot of cheery Strauss songs, Mm. on the top floor of what has now become the Tudor Gallery. He also had a beloved German shepherd named Petey, who was by his side almost all the time. Petey the German shepherd. He also had a green thumb, making him unlike me, who kills all plants. Allegedly, a tree that he planted on the grounds is still growing there. Hmm. A tree grows in Houston. A tree grows in Houston, and it's Cray's tree. Sadly, in November 1936, librarians found Cray dead. Aww. The cause of death was believed to be a sudden aggravation of an existing heart condition. Aww. But the coroner just wrote on the death certificate, sudden, which apparently is how they did death reports in 1936 that's thorough <laughs> sudden idk bro i'm going to get some lobster i suddenly have a hankering for some lobster that's what he meant to write <laughs> sudden, sudden, sudden craving hankering. sudden craving <laughs> oh my god we broke this case wide open <laughs> sudden craving for lobster mm. is what i'm calling this episode or possibly sudden craving for library ghosts <laughs> anyway Cray loved his final place of employment so much that he just couldn't leave it. Hmm. Visitors report that they will hear violin music all over, but especially on the top floor of the Tudor Gallery. 
and people will often report hearing clicking dog's nails on the marble floors of the library because Petey's in the afterlife Petey. too. So he and Petey are having adventures together. Petey. Occasionally, visitors and staff will find sheet music scattered in unexpected places, and that's believed to be one of the only physical manifestations that he does. Hmm. Because for the most part, he just kind of minds his own beeswax, but every so often he just, like, throws his sheet music and is like, Bye, bitch! I'm still here! Come on, Petey! (laughs) Sometimes even new tree saplings are found around the grounds, despite the fact that the modern gardener says he hasn't planted anything there. Mm. So he's planting trees, too. That's so cute. The ghost never leaves the building he loves so much. Mm. It's so nice. And it makes me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. Yeah. Here, let me see if I can find that picture of his tree. You can tell me a story while I look for it. Okay. It's up to you. So the last one is just a little blurb, and when you talked about the lady in gray, I was like, mm. oh, Because <laughs> I've got... Is this another lady in a color? I've got a nun in blue. Ooh! <laughs> I saw her and then I was like, don't touch it, Courtney. So this is from the Morelia Public Library in Micho- Michoacan, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, the nun in blue has reportedly been haunting the 16th century Morelia Library for many years. The library's director, Rigoberto Cornejo, has said, When I leave the building, I feel a sensation of someone following me. In fact, I can hear their footsteps. So she's a creepy nun. And another library worker named... Socorro Ledesma requested a transfer in 1996 because she was experiencing regular bouts of paralysis while sitting at her desk caused by an unseen presence. The presence would move around her and then blow into her ears and she decided, Ah! I've had enough. I need to go. And the nun ghost is just like, haven't you heard of ASMR? People are so into this right now. (laughs) Let me talk to you about Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) This is Julius Kramer's Jesus. Oh, that's, that's a his nice, tree. That's a nice tree. It's a good tree. Podcasts are a visual medium. We'll post it on the Instagram. Ugh. Sasha's sleepy. I am sleepy, but would you like to do a... Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to do a featured creature? Yeah, we could, because I am cutting a lot of this. We are cutting a lot of it. All right, well, now that we've gone on little ASMR journeys with ghosts. Right, and I don't want to end on that note about a ghost paralyzing me at my desk. And blowing in your ears. And blowing in my ears. I I don't have a thing, like, I know a lot of people who like ASMR, and I am interested, I am fascinated by, like, some of the speaker rigs, or microphone rigs that ASMR artists have that even have, like, a like a ear casing on it yeah. so that they can like oh yeah yeah, yeah. Them, yeah it looks like I mean? ears yeah, it looks yeah. like ears so that you can like like see it as well as like feel and hear yeah it does nothing for me and in fact creeps me out i like low talking asmr if i have to choose an asmr yeah. but i cannot deal with the whispering see most of it doesn't super creep me out i hate wet mouth sounds i hate them so the ones that are just like slobbering in your ear ugh Ugh, 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 I'm cutting all of this because I hate it so fucking much that I'm not going to want to listen to it when I edit. Hate them. And I also don't like people blowing in my ears. Yeah. That's just uncomfortable. So we're going to close out on a featured creature note. And I have to refresh my memory as to what this featured creature is because I did this weeks ago. We had it sitting in our back pocket we for did. a time just like this. The whole time. All right. I don't know why, but I opened with bam nom 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 nom. I'm coming at you from Paraguay. Oh, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sheep-like monster rocking a huge set of fangs. 
I may also be a carnivorous peccary, which is that little fluffy pig guy. I have mm. a picture of that little fluffy pig guy. So oh. I'm like a carnivorous that guy. Okay. Um, nom 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 bah, because I'm a chic monster. That's why I put bah, um, nom 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 nom. I am said to have profound reproductive powers. God. <laughs> so sometimes I am depicted as the Guarani spirit of fertility. But fertility isn't the only thing I'm good at. Oh, God. I'm also great at eating people, mm. which are my only source of food. This technically makes me a cannibal, as I am at least half human by birth, according to myth. Sometimes I will eat clothes, because, you know, any port in a storm. In some legends, I am brought disobedient children... <laughs> In some legends, I am brought disobedient children to eat, but standard lore is that I'm just an unstoppable hunter. Yum, 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 Once I set my sights on a person to eat, I'll stop at nothing until I have eaten them. Mm. If you run, I'll chase you over any distance, over any terrain. Cardio. Yep. If you try to climb a tree, I'll circle the tree, howl, and dig at the roots until the tree falls. Oh, Jesus. That's when I eat you, duh. Oh, God. The only way to actually escape is to climb a palm tree. For some reason, the tree has some power against me. So if you climb it, I'll give my trademark cry and go find another person to eat. What's my trademark cry, you ask? Well, it's the same as my name. Just fill in the blanks. I throw my hands up in the air sometimes, singing. Ayo. Now say that twice. Oh, ayo, ayo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I am. Okay. And this is what I look like. I've heard of the AOAO before, yeah. Nice. Bloop. Oh, God. Hello, I'm a pig But monster. I like the idea of, like, only palm trees are my Only palm kryptonite. trees. <laughs> fuck you, palm tree. You know what the fuck you did. I'm pouting right now. Podcast on visual media. That, that's so funny, though, that, like, of the things, it's a fucking palm tree. It's a fucking palm tree. I know. It's, like, it's the god of fertility, so maybe there's some sort of, like, anti-fertility. Like, maybe a condom will get rid of it, but nope. What? You okay? I was just thinking, god of fertility? Yeah. Wait, but is, like, a male god of fertility? or is uh, like, I'm Because clear. it has, like, a... A cause penis? Because a, a palm tree is another large... Slender thing. Oh, that's and it's got nuts because it's got the coconuts, nuts. and so it just probably feels inadequate next to it. Yeah, I think it is actually male. Yeah, because they're both. It has a brother who brings it disobedient children, but it's it, in that version of the legend, it's a male. So maybe that's why it, it doesn't just feels like inadequate. It. Yeah, it feels. It's like just it. like fuck you, palm tree. I have perfectly adequate nuts. And then it walks off and it's all sad. It feels bad about itself and it has a good cry. And you're like, thank you, palm tree, for saving me. Now let me eat those nuts. <laughs> That's the appropriate way to thank anyone, really. Right. <laughs> Yikes. My mom listens to this podcast. I think your, your mom... She gets it. She gets it. She gets your it. Your mom's cool. <laughs> She's not like a regular mom. She's, She's like a cool, cool mom. mom. All right, well, it's been about another hour of spoop. And yeah, thanks for listening to us, AOAO. We hope you don't get eaten by an AOAO. Gotta let go. If you didn't get it from there, I was gonna be like, what's the Japanese word for blue? Now say it twice. Oh, oh. Yeah, because it's just the same spelling. It's just AO. Ow, 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 ow. Maybe that's why it's the god of fertility, because it's ow, 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 ow. Okay. Anyway, we are at Spoop Hour on Instagram and the Twitters. And you can also email us at spoophour at gmail.com. Tell us some spooky stories. We're getting close to the Halloween. I'm really enjoying Vampire Sasha. 
That weird? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, Vampire Sasha just slid off the couch. I fell off the couch. So it's probably time to sign off the podcast. The podcast. So thanks for listening, and we hope to see you the next week. Bleh. We can't see you. They're not a visual medium. Bleh. You know, I mean, usually whenever people start talking about doing a... I mean, look, here's the point that I'm trying to make here, okay? Barb is what I don't understand. I mean, I don't understand how you made a movie this bad. Who relit this? Who said that this was okay? Look at the adaptation that came before. Yes, there's many, but I'm talking Come get belligerent on Popcorn Prattle Film Talk Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. You'll be glad you did. Bibbity bobbity bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to put at the end of the episode is just you going bibbity bobbity bitch. <laughs>